What's going on? It's Joey Thurman, and welcome to Season 3 of the Fad or Future Podcast. Yeah, I made it three seasons. What's different about this season? Well, yes, I'm still bringing you the world's top experts in fitness, nutrition, mental health, and more. But I'm also talking about my own personal struggles. I get deeper this season because we can all use a little bit of relatability. So I hope you stick with me, you enjoy this season, and thank you for being here. And as always, you get to decide, is it a fad or is it a future? Because after all, we don't want to be fatties, F-A-D-D-Y. Hashtag don't be a fatty. Would you put red light therapy on your balls? <laughs> How about that for an intro to this next episode? Dr. Neil Paulvin. Medical doctor based out of Manhattan, and no, not this entire episode is about balls and red light therapy and how it can help your testosterone. It can, so you need to listen to find out, but also peptides, hypobaric chambers, and all sorts of different things that can help you internally and externally, and what people are injecting in their face now that might be better than Botox, and you can actually make expressions without freezing your entire face. That's coming up with my conversation on the Fatter Future podcast with Dr. Neil Paulvin. Remember, please subscribe to the podcast everywhere podcasts are available. Leave a review if you can. Tell your friends. Follow me on Instagram and all social platforms at Joey Thurman Fit. Now, here is my conversation with Dr. Neil Paulvin. Cheers. What's going on? It's Joey Thurman. Here's another episode of the Fatter Future podcast. Dr. Neil Paulvin sitting in front of me. The guy does... I don't know. You should probably list the amount of things that you do because you're just not a regular doctor by any means. First of all, thanks for coming on. Um, I know that um, you've checked out the podcast numerous times and I, I appreciate you, you supporting, but um, I appreciate you even more coming on. No, great to be here. Love the podcast. You have really great information for in terms of fitness and biohacking and stuff. So look forward to it. All right. So you are out of New York, correct? Yeah, based in Manhattan. Okay. And what, what is it? I mean, you're a medical doctor, but I mean, I think people, when they think of medical doctors, they're thinking of, you know, come in and, you know, maybe cough a little bit, um, you know, put a wood stick you know, on your tongue and, you know, maybe give a prescription and, and walk out into all in 15 minutes. So what is it that you do? Yeah. I mean, I'm the opposite of that. I mean, most of my appointments are an hour, hour 15. Um, I kind of do the opposite a lot of doctors do. I'm in most cases not just giving, putting the, the tick in somebody, the, the stick in somebody's throat or listen to their heart and lungs. I mean, I'm doing that, but really my goal is to help either patients optimize their health. I do a lot of executives or athletes who are trying to go from being that eight to get themselves to an 11. Um, I also mm -hmm. deal with patients who just want to work on being healthy. And that's what we're seeing now more and more the patients are trying to flip the paradigm in terms of health. It's not, I only don't want to just go to my doctor when I'm sick. I don't want to be sick. I want to be healthier. I want to be, feel better, my brain to be clearer. So that's kind of what I do. Um, so I, what I tend to do is, is I have patients come in, they get a whole battery lab test done. Uh, we'll do a full exam. Um, and then we kind of map out a game plan depending on what they're doing. And I use everything from technology like red light, to IV therapy, to supplements. I used to a couple of traditional prescriptions when they when they come in handy, I feel treat, help patients lose weight or work on their diabetes. That's part of the whole package sometimes because you can't be healthy until those things mm -hmm. are good. Um, so I think I think it has to, and then I also do a lot of sports medicine, a lot of hands on, 
uh, for pain and things like that. So I think it's, you got to combine everything now for people to be healthy. And that's what people want right now. They want a one-stop shop, and they again they don't they want a, their doctor to help them stay healthy. Yeah. So when they're coming in, and somebody who hasn't gone to a doctor like you, are are they surprised at how in depth this gets? What's what's the the general consensus? It's 50-50. I mean, a lot of patients are like, wow, my doctor never did this. My doctor, some patients say my doctor never even touched me, like for my sports medicine patients. And then ha- there's becoming much more, and I'm sure you're, a lot of your viewers are the same, your listeners are the same, that now they know what they want. I, I have patients come in, I want this test, or I want to learn about this supplement, or this peptide, or NED. And they know what they want, and they're very, very knowledgeable. They're very, they can come in, they know pricing, they know everything. So it's kind of a 50-50 mix, which is great. Because when I can talk to a patient who knows what the, the, the terminology I'm using, it makes me do much deeper dive and get them where they want to be a lot quicker than just having to like do one-on-one all the time. So both are good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. I mean, uh, which is also a, a little bit different because I think sometimes doctors, you go in and you're trying to self-diagnose yourself and that might be a, a different angle, but for someone like you, I, uh, I mean, I you know often go in and get all the battery of tests, and I know I would, when I was training full time, I was sending clients into different uh, you know functional medicine doctors, and like you need to allow a couple hours and sit down with them, and yeah, their their eyes would kind of just go really wide when like the the amount of um, data that they got back, right? So if you're doing a blood test, what are what are some common things that you're you're looking for, and then what are some not so common things that um, people wouldn't normally uh, have checked um the basic stuff are we're doing cholesterol blood sugar iron levels testosterone and estrogen levels male and female hormones um those are still the big still a big core of people's health um the new things that we're starting to do that people may not know about is we're looking at things like uh, the term oxidative stress which is the damage that you're imposing on your cells and your body and if that level is high then that could lead to everything from fatigue, brain fog, uh, weight gain, all those things. So that's one thing we're looking at doing a deep dive to the mitochondria, uh, which is the energy part of your cell. And we're also finding a link now to a lot of illnesses, unfortunately, like Alzheimer's. Uh, we're now doing NAD testing where a lot of people are taking NAD but have no idea what it's doing, if it's working or not. I mean, taking blood pressure medicine, you know that your blood pressure is getting better. So now we can kind of quantify the results, which is kind of a always what you want to do. You want to just take 10 things without knowing if they're actually doing anything or not. So those are kind of the, the deeper ones I'm looking into. There's a ton of other ones out there. There's a big one now, so it's called the biological age testing, which is your chronological age is the one you have on the calendar, what your birth date is. But a lot of people, if they've been living hard, drinking, not smoking, not working out, they could be 15, 20 years older biologically than they are on the calendar. You want to be the other way around. You want to be 10, 15 years younger than you are on the calendar. And that we find works really well to help people how really healthy they are because, and also it's great, we can fix that pretty easily within three or six months. Okay, so how does that that work? Is that an algorithm based off of a certain amount of factors that tells your biological age? I mean, I'm 38, I know I look amazing, so maybe I'm 24 years old biological age. Uh, just throwing that up. I, I did a thing at Inside Tracker a couple of years ago, I think it was like 13 years younger, but I mean, is it an algorithm that you're using? Uh, how does that work? A little bit of algorithm. There's different things out there. You definitely look like you're 24. Um, so you're definitely <laughs> something around. But uh, now there's a couple different ones out there. The big ones right now are either working what's called a methylation clock, where if mm-hmm. there is damage to your DNA, they'll see what's called a methyl group, which is a couple carbons and hydrogen together, and they can assess if 
that the, depending on that and some algorithms associated with that, um, how much aging has been done. They can even, with other further tests they're adding on now, is it due to alcohol use? Is it due to the fact that you're not eating the right way? Is it used to the fact that, is it stress-induced? Um, there's another test out there, um, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to use names or not, but uh, another test out there that does kind of what we looked at a hemoglobin A1C and a sugar for, where it's glycosylated, and that also is a way of looking at it. There's different tests out there. The one that I'm not a big fan of, that a lot of people come in with, are the telomere tests, which are little end caps at any of your DNA, your chromosomes. Mm -hmm. um, there's no perfect association between that and aging, so a lot of people are switching away from that into the other type of testing, but it's gotten really popular really fast, um, and it's going to probably be more and more part of a traditional workup in the next year or so. Awesome. So how, how can they fix themselves within a, a few months that just you go through and you, you change the diet and supplementation, sleep, all the above? It's all the above. Again, some of the tests will tell you exactly which markers are up. The ones that we mostly mm -hmm. see is diets. So they, they, the study just came out where just by doing simple lifestyle changes of eating a paleo or Mediterranean diet um, and exercising three times a week, their, their age dropped, I think, six years. Um, wow. If it's smoking-induced, then stop smoking. If it's stress-induced, then you could tell that, combine that test with like their cortisol levels and some of their other stress hormone levels. And then you work on like breath work and meditation and things like that. So, I mean, the tests are very specific now where you can kind of tell where the area is, but a lot of it's just basic lifestyle things. Um, and then you can add in, oh, I mean, some of the companies are adding the supplements in like DHEA and growth mm -hmm. hormone and other peptides like Sermorellin. And you can go a really deep dive, like people are doing rapamycin. Yeah. I mean, the, the anti-aging thing right now is there's so many, you can do very basic things or you could do seven different supplements and peptides at one time. So it's really fun okay. that you can play with it depending on what you want, how aggressive you want. Okay, to let's go. Yeah, I want to talk about the anti-aging. What, what's some basic anti-aging things that people can do? And then I want to get into uh, get into some peptides here. Yeah, sure. No, I mean, the basic things I tell patients all the time is it's still sleep, exercise, diet. I mean, that's a, it's, every day there's a new study that shows how important getting that seven hours of sleep is. And even sometimes more important is trying to go to bed before 11 and also maintaining a circadian rhythm every day. So if you're going to get up at seven o'clock in the morning, you should be getting up at seven o'clock every day, trying to go to bed at 11 o'clock every day, get some sunlight in the morning. That's almost more important than any other supplement or tech that's out there. Uh, same thing, mm -hmm. exercise, you know, four or five times a week. Uh, it doesn't have to be an hour, it could be 10 minutes, just getting the heart rate up. And uh, that's because it works in terms of controlling glucose and things like that. So that's the, the basic stuff. Um, I mean, it's funny you say that, and you put it you put it in that order because people always say diet and exercise. I said no, it's sleep, diet, and exercise, and they look at me funny. I'm like, your sleep is off, and it's all out of whack. I mean, you study after study, like your your like insulin sensitivity, and you're gonna crave more food, and you're you're going to um, your your central nervous system is gonna be like just over and over and over again, and like wow, I'm like so you got to take care of your sleep first then focus on what you're eating, and then maybe we'll take care of the exercise part. And they look at me quite strange. So it, I, I like that you said it in that order because people don't really talk about that and how important it is. No, I totally agree. I mean, sleep, like you said, sleep affects everything else. It's gonna, I mean, athletes, they've been studied that if athletes who get 10 hours of sleep produce better than an athlete who produces, gets five hours of sleep. So it affects everything else. It's a, it's a downhill effect. Yeah. Okay, so um, what, what are peptides, just to give a general definition? Yeah, peptides, um, they're a group of amino acids. They could be as small as like four or five. 
Um, you may have heard on things like phenylalanine or um, leucine or isoleucine, they're all put together in a specific way. Um, what's great about peptides is that they act on a specific hormone or a specific enzyme system or a specific body part um, or, spe um, or like your specific, like your immune system to do a specific function. It's pretty clean that way. It's not doing 25 different things. It doesn't work on the whole body. It doesn't um, work on multiple different pathways where it's going to cause more side effects. Um, they can do anything from help with your immune system to decrease inflammation, repair tendons, to help with erectile dysfunction, or they can help you lose weight. And what's cool now is more and more they can be done everything from a cream uh, to a nose spray to IV. So you can get you can be administered in so many different ways depending on what you're going for. I have patients who would never inject themselves will come to the office for an IV, and some patients only want a cream or a nose spray. It, it, it works pretty well in most forms. I mean, it depends on which one you're talking about. There's probably about 50 of them now. Uh, so it depends yeah. on which one you're talking about, which your, what your goals are. But that's really great because it can do so many things with pretty minimal side effects most of the time. I mean, again, you want to work with a doctor on, on all of them, but especially things like the growth hormone peptides, if there's growth hormone, those are the ones you really want to work hand in hand. And the one thing with this stuff and all the stuff that I talk about is sometimes more is not better. And I have patients coming and say, no, no, I want to do this more. I want to double the dose. I'm like, you're going to feel worse. You're going to feel like garbage instead of like actually trying to improve your sleep and getting your workout better. So more is not always better with these things. Yeah. So I, originally when they came out, I think people were kind of taken back. Anytime you say, oh, you got to inject yourself. Hey, you feel like, well, I don't, I don't want to do a needle, right? I'm like, well, you got diabetes, you're going to inject yourself with insulin. Or like, it, it's it's really interesting once we actually pull out a needle, people just kind of back away on on that. But it's nice that the that the creams and, and the IVs and you know, the sprays are coming out. I think it's going to be much more acceptable for individuals to uh, feel like they're not doing something. Like, I feel like the needle comes out, like, oh, my God, I'm doing something illegal. Like, I'm injecting some steroid or whatever, which this is honestly not that and to your point like more isn't necessarily better as far as i mean i've i've taken a, a host of peptides from you know bbc 157 to 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 you know the you know things that help with hgh um i mean there, there's a, a bunch of different ones that are coming out there but uh what about um you know the things like the iv therapy and nad what what is nad and why is that important you, Ian, you touched on that that you're checking that now also with your regular blood panels, but why is NAD important? NAD is important for tons of different reasons at this point. Uh, it's an enzyme that works in uh, part of the mitochondrial pathway. It works as part of your energy pathway, your anti-aging pathway. It helps your body produce ATP. It helps your body potential with weight loss. Um, so it's important in a lot of different ways. Um, it uh, helps your body uh, heal DNA. Uh, it helps your body uh, as well, potentially with preventing cancer by acting P53. It does so many different things in so many different ways. That's important. We don't know, there's a big debate now what form to take it in. Mm -hmm. I mean, people may have heard of things called NR or uh, nicotinamide riboside versus NMN. Uh, there's still debate and a lot of that depends on which company you're listening to at the moment. Right. Um, I'm a big NMN fan as opposed to NAD. The studies are just a little, I mean, the NR fans, the studies are just a little bit better at this point. Yeah. Um, but I think patients should be taking it. If you're going to take it, uh, again, you can do it orally. You can do it as a patch. Um, you can do it as IV. IV is a lot longer. It takes about three to four hours. Um, 
it's a lot more expensive. It could run you, depending where you are. I know in the city, it could be up to $1,100 a treatment. Wow. It's not cheap. It works better. Yeah. Um, it works better for things like addiction and brain fog and healing. Hmm. Um, but if you're going to do NAD now, what we know is you also want to make sure you're taking the boosters with it because it helps amplify the effect. Otherwise, NAD will kind of dissipate pretty quickly. If you take things like a pigeon or quercetin or fisidin or astragalus, that'll increase the bent, the boost that you get initially and also will decrease the house will slow down how much the NAD decreases over time. So you're doing a, a booster. Is that, is that like a, like a supplement booster that you're taking that just kind of keeps it from basically being metabolized or how does that work? Exactly. Yeah. There's different, there's, they break, it blocks something called CD38 mm -hmm. from breaking down. So bring down the enzyme. Okay. So, so it works. They all work. None of them come together, unfortunately, but right. you can get them piecemeal together. Okay. So if somebody's going to uh, take NAD, they whether they go into your your office or or a cream, um, or is there they injecting it themselves too? There's all these different options. Yeah, I mean, most commonly now, most patients are, are doing the self injection, honestly, mm -hmm. or they're doing the pill, and they'll come in once every couple, every like once every six months, and do the IV. Mm -hmm. um, just because of the time commitment at this point, so a lot of people are just self injecting like two or three times a week, and they're done. Like you said, most patients now, or at least my clientele, is very comfortable injecting themselves. It's like nothing for them. It's like okay, take my vitamin D, my vitamin C. Oh, let me shoot my, give myself a shot at NAD, and I'm good to go. <laughs> So yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing. Two years ago, everybody was scared. Like, what are you talking about, Paulvin? And now it's like, it's not a big deal at all. Right. That's. I mean, I, I love that we're at that point now of just you know complete body optimization, and we're and we're going more towards that. Now, is there when somebody's taking NAD, what's you know the um, time frame of when they start feeling better? They had more energy, more clarity. What What do you normally see with your patients? It depends on the form, honestly. If you do a shot or you do the patch or the IV, um, I, I know I do, and a lot of the patients will feel something pretty much right away. It's, it's kind of a short-term burst, and then you'll feel a gradual improvement over time. It may not be that same peak, but you're still definitely noticing improvement. Yeah. The patients who do the, some of the pills are not, it takes a lot longer to get the level up in the bloodstream. Um, so that, that may take a couple of weeks to a month or so. Okay. I've had patients tell me that, okay, wow, now I'm starting to feel it. They're also taking lower doses, so it takes a little bit longer for it to kick in. Right, and is this something that you can just take indefinitely or how long should you take it, cycle off it? Um, it depends, I mean, the pills you take continuously right now, we don't know any different. Yeah. Um, in terms of the IV, I have, again, you should do four to five the first two weeks that you ever do it. Um, and then I have patients doing it pretty much every two to three months in a, in a perfect world. The shots, though, people are doing it in perpetuity as long as they're getting the benefit from it. Yeah. If it's some time patients will say, hey, look, I plateaued, I'm not getting it, then I'll just take them off for a, a month or two and let their body kind of recycle and then put them back on. Okay. What about for, for athletes? Is there anything that they need to be concerned about with, with testing if they're taking NAD? Technically, it's on some list. It's just if you're professional and you get tested, you right. be really careful with the NAD. Um, depends on what your organization is saying. It's very, and some of it will say different forms are okay. It's the very, a lot of this stuff is in a very gray area right now. Why, right. A, lot of, why, it's, which part, why a lot of athletes like it at this point because <laughs> sure. a lot of this, but um, it, there are athletes who take it, yes. Plenty of athletes okay. who take it and get benefit from it. 
Yeah, I mean, if, if I was willing to guess, I would imagine that the majority of the NFL is on some sort of peptide. I mean, you know, and almost any other sport now. I mean, why would you not, right? Uh, it just can. The side effects are almost non-existent, and you're healing faster and moving better, and you know, joints feel better. You know, I'm making ten, twenty million dollars a year too. I'd probably be doing the same thing. Well, I don't make ten or twenty. Yeah, I don't make ten or twenty million dollars a year. I know people think I'm I'm that loaded. Not at all. Uh, Side note: Somebody, somebody googled me at one point. I was doing a talk for a um, a corporate company a couple years ago, and she goes, "You're worth thirty million dollars." And I said, "I am." What? (laughs) She googled me. Somebody put me on some celebrity trainer list that my net worth was worth thirty million dollars. Like, you really think I would be doing? Uh, a talk for, I think I was charging like a thousand bucks a day for this company. I'd take my helicopter here, one, and I'm not going to charge a thousand dollars a day to do this. And so it's like, well, I'm not worth that at all. But um, <laughs> side note for my listeners, uh, I'm not worth that kind of money. So positive and green there, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll, I, mean, I can I'll push forward. Hell, if I was worth a million dollars, I'd be happy. All right, so NAD is quite interesting. What about some um, you know, more peptides that people aren't familiar with, like peptides that can heal your your gut or um, your brain health? Is there anything that, that you use or that's coming out that you're excited about? Um, in terms of gut health, I mean, every, most patient, most people out there now know about BBC 127. That's still the, the core of most of the gut. The one that's mm-hmm. kind of tagged in there for the gut is something called KPV. Um, which is also really good for just inflammation in general. Like it could be ejected into like a knee joint for arthritis or tendonitis, same thing with the, sh- the shoulder or anything else. But it's also really good for patients. Like I have patients with like uh, Crohn's disease or also colitis and it's, they've healed their gut in about three months with it. So it's really good for that stuff. In terms of brain, um, brain, there's always something new out there for brain um, in terms of um, the, I mean, the, the one that I'm using, the core is still something called Dihexa, which is a cream. And mm-hmm. patients really get really good benefits from it really quickly, especially patients with brain fog. Um, that's why I like that one. Um, another one that's really good for brain and also for healing is something called GHK Copper. A lot of people are now using it for their skin as a cream or they're doing like the patients who are like microneedling or, or putting it in after they microneedle. But if you actually do the injection, it actually works really incredibly well. Like a lot of my athletes who don't, who are, aren't getting the improvement with BPC or TB4, thymus and beta 4, we're putting on the GHK and I'm finding more and more they're saying, yeah, my tendons are healing, my, lig- my muscles feel great, but my, cl- my brain clarity is like 20, 30% better. And there are some studies that back that up now. So I've started using GHK copper more. The only thing you have to be careful of is if you do it long term, you do want to get your copper levers checked and your zinc, but otherwise that is the one I'm really falling in love with more now in terms of on the peptide side, in terms of brain. So it's re- that and that hacks are a good place to start. Wow, that's cool. What about um, anything else for the brain that's you know, not a peptide? What do you go to? Like you, I mean, I know like mushrooms and, and things on lion's mane seem to um, be getting more popular now. Is there anything else that you prescribe as far as a supplement? I mean, the, my favorite now is something called methylene blue. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually was used as a chemical compound in labs a long time ago and was used for like carbon monoxide and other things before. And now we're finding that's incredibly good for brain health. Um, mm-hmm. You may see people on social media who put out their blue tongues. That's a form of it. That's kind of how it got its claim to fame, partly how it got out there. Um, yeah. But it works. In, it's in, it's a, either it could be done as a pill 
or um, I tend to do it more as an IV um, when I have the time to do it. Um, what it does, it does a lot of different things. It actually helps the uh, mitochondria, which is the energy of the battery part of your cell, work better. It helps with ATP production, which is like, just think that as your, for people who remember Pac-Man, it's like your power pellet that you need for your body to work better. Yeah. Um, it also will decrease inflammation. And they're now finding that it may be helpful for patients who have Alzheimer's. And I know yeah. like, if I'll take that, I just find that it's incredibly great. It's the brain boost in terms of clarity and brain energy, what I kind of describe it. Like people kind of peter out at two o'clock of their day. They're like, I'm good in the morning. And then I crash at like two. Instead right. of taking the caffeine, they'll take like a methylene blue. That's one of them. And the other one that has some really good promise is what's called exogenous ketones. Because people who are on the keto diet, they get the release of ketones. People who aren't doing the keto diet for whatever reason, you can get a little bottle of exogenous ketones. And that's been shown to really help the uh, brain function as well, as well, potentially athletic performance. So those are two real easy ones to take. They're not insanely expensive. You don't have to inject yourself. Um, those are kind of a couple that my two and the other one I love is something called spermidine, mm -hmm. um, which is now becoming like the biggest superstar on the anti-aging market at this point. David Sinclair just put a post out that went crazy about it and it's been out there for like six months. The companies can't keep it in stock and that's, it's really great for brain health as well as for um, people who are into the autophagy and mitochondrial health. Those are probably the big three. There's a bunch else out there, but those are the big three that yeah. we'll talk about. So I, I need to I need to text David after this and say, hey man, send me some spermidine. Yeah, he does all about the spermidine. <laughs> I'll, I'll text him after this. Hey, hey man, <laughs> send me some over. Uh, so is are, these are all supplement form that they can get, or is it you have to be prescribed? Um, you can get all of them. Try to think. Uh, you can get all of them on your own. Okay. None of them are, or you get higher dose through a doctor, but you can all you get all of those on your own. All right. Is there anything people should be aware of if they're just searching this, like, you know, anything like make sure you don't get this type or, you know, the, any specific, you know, brand that's not good? Yeah. Yeah. In terms of the only one that's concerning is, is the methylene blue. You want to make sure that you aren't getting something that somebody's using in a lab. That's not what is not meant for human consumption. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of the comp like like. Doctors will use what's called a compounding pharmacy. They have to abide by higher standards. So they'll make it for you in a pill form or a liquid. I mean, or, or we'll get as an IV. Mm -hmm. um, the one big company out there that's making the methylene blue in a healthy way is some a company called Troscriptions out of LA, out of California. Okay, what's the name of the company that's again? Troscriptions. Okay, Troscriptions. Okay, cool. All right. So, uh, what else uh, are you excited about in, in the world of, of peptides that you're prescribing to your patients? Um, let's see. I mean, I mean, the main thing I'm finding now is, I mean, I'm really excited in terms of really, I guess, two things. Like, um, the main things I'm seeing again, I see a lot of athletes. I mean, what's out there with the recovery now? I mean, in terms of, I, I had an athlete who was torn labrum, which is the covering of your shoulder, couldn't lift more than like 60 pounds chest press. He did what we call the Wolverine stack, which is BPC-157, thymosin beta-4, and CJC, which is a growth hormone booster for like two months, three months. Again, this doesn't work for everybody. I'm not, this, this, but a good example is within three months, he was saying a PR again, doing his chest press. Um, you combine it with great with the peptides as he started doing like red light and hyperbaric with it. So it's great to play with 
other things that are out there. You just don't have to just do the peptides. Um, and then, I get, like I mentioned, GHK. So the recovery aspects are just incredible with this stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't have to deal with people deal with narcotics or NSAID problems like like ibuprofen. It's just that's incredible. And I mean, the other part I'm really finding that's really cool right now is, um, again, honestly, is um, erectile dysfunction and skin, like all the vanity type things. Mm-hmm. Um, the product called PT one PT one forty one. I have patients who are taking all the old products prescriptions, getting nothing. They take that by itself, or mixing with things like PRP injections, and they're back. Their their um, their sexual health is back to normal. So it's incredible. Wow. And then and then the skin part is obviously skincare is always going to be the newest, coolest thing. All male and female want their skin to look good and what and so on. So again, things like uh, GHK and there's now what they call the Botox peptides, uh, Luthazole and Originaline. Which are, again, patients are taking, uh, they're mixing with whatever the red light therapy or their microneedling or whatever their go to skincare regimen is, and is really producing pretty incredible effects at a not an insane price, which is really good. Yeah, so what, what would you say like Botox peptides? I mean, it's peptides you put in your face and you can actually move your face after you get it done, and you're not, you're not, um, you're, yeah, <laughs> you're not, exactly. Not they don't look like they don't look like they uh, can't. Yeah, they don't look like they're pasted on there yet. Um, they can you can definitely move your face. Um, it works on the same enzymes and hormones that the uh, the Botox does. It's not as strong as I mean. Again, if you want the if you want the full thing, then you're going to need to do the Botox injections. Right. But it's nice for patients who just kind of want to do something at home. It works really well. And then, and they're doing that to at home. Is that in their face, or is that just like a regular peptide injection in their in their glute or shoulder, wherever? No, most patients are doing it on their face. Most of, a lot of patients now are doing the whole program. They're doing like a facial gua sha. They're, then they're doing their own. I got a patient. A lot of pa- patients now have their own micro needle at home. And they do their micro needling routine, and then they're taking the three or four skin creams that they have, and they're mixing them together, and they're getting really incredible results. There's an NAD skin cream, there's a BPC skin cream, there's, they, they just have to know how to cycle them and make sure that they're not irritating the skin. But yeah. it's become a lot of people are just taking on their own, like I said, they're just taking on their own, they're doing everything at home, and not having to go to the dermatologist or the plastic surgeon or whatever, except for certain things. Well, so okay, next time I'm in New York, I'm going to come in and I want you to take care of my face. Just make okay. me extra no. pretty. <laughs> Well, make you extra pretty, no problem, Joey. No problem at all. I, I make money with this thing. It's it's got to be on point. I got you. I deal with that all the time. I deal with it all the time. I all know. right, cool. What about the red light therapy? Uh, I know I know that you you're a fan of, of red light therapy. What is that, and um, why do you have people do it? Um, red light therapy is infrared frequencies of infrared and red light. Um, that you can do that works on the mitochondria, uh, the, again, the battery part of your cell. It actually kind of like plugging in a computer. It does the same thing. It kind of re-energizes your cytochromes and other parts of the cell to help boost it. We also know that it decreases inflammation. It's great, again, for skin recovery because it decreases inflammation in your face as well as then boosts collagen production. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it actually, the biggest thing, one of the biggest things I'm getting, and Ben Greenfield put it out there, um, I have men that have low testosterone and they, their testosterone will jump like 400 points. Um, I, wow. It's insane with the benefits that I'm seeing with it. Um, I actually had to stop a patient from doing it because their testosterone actually went too high. Um, but it's great. You, I mean, I recommend getting a panel 
Um, patients always ask me that all the time. You want to do it about 10 minutes a day for optimally five days a week. Um, uh, and it works, again, all those things happen pretty quickly. You'll notice a difference pretty quickly. Um, the only thing you want to make sure is like a lot of other things out there, you want to make sure there's no EMF produced. Some of the older units that had a lot of big marketing initially have some EMF leakage um, and, they'll, and they're just not as good. A lot of the newer ones out are much cleaner, quote unquote. Um, they're much better for you. Um, and again, you can, again, 10 minutes a day for five days a week, just put on the, on the back of your door and you're good to go. And it does so many, it's probably one of the highest yield things that you can do besides like fasting or taking a cold shower. Um, because, yeah. Again, you don't, and there's no shot involved. And for the testosterone, that's gonna be gonna be straight on the balls, right? Like, yeah, your boys naked. gotta be exposed. Yeah, you're naked as you came in the world. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. <laughs> okay, what about these other like smaller? I've seen like the smaller red light therapy devices. Are are those as effective? Like, if if I was here and I'm wearing pants, just so you know, if I was here and I was wearing pants, right, and I just had red light therapy shining on my balls, is that is that gonna work? Too, or do we need like a full-on panel or to go into a, you know a red light therapy sauna type you can do i mean most red light works much better on bare skin than it does on through clothing uh number one mm -hmm. um you can take one of the smaller guys and and do it at a local area that's what they're good for they're good for travel and if you want to do like you hurt your knee you hurt your what you want to do to boost testosterone that's what those are good for it's not usually going to disperse as well as the the full size four to six foot panels but um, okay. So the, the the testosterone boost is that something? I guess so. You do a, a ten minutes a day, five days a week. What happens after you know a week or two of not doing it? Does the testosterone go down, or has anybody ever really looked at you know how long the effects last? Um, it's kind of like anything with testosterone; they will go down because anything that boosts testosterone. Um, once you stop using it, it will go down. It's just unfortunately the way that works. Um, it's not mm -hmm. something that's going to go down the next day. It may take three to six months before you're going to go back to where you were, um, depending on how high you were. But yeah, you got to continuously do it to maintain that level that you were. Okay. I actually have a, a, a little device that was sent to me a few months ago. Um, if I would remember, remember the name, I would tell people what it was because I'm not getting paid for it, but they just sent it to me. So, but. I'm going to start shining that on my balls. There you go. <laughs> hey, hey it's, uh, there's people, hey, look at social media. It's like literally uh, there's people posting this stuff. I am amazed of uh, how bold people are, but it, it, it freaking, it really works. I'm amazed. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, social media is a whole nother concept, but <laughs> uh, yeah, people, they will post whatever they think will get them a reaction. Okay. Sure. Uh, what else? What else in your clinic um, is coming out uh, that people might not know about that you um, would like to get out there? Sure. Let's see. What else is coming out? Um, the main thing we're adding in now is, is something called PMF, which is really good for recovery. Um, mm -hmm. That's things that people may have heard of. It's kind of been on the, on the periphery. That's um, getting more and more attention because now it's made, they're making smaller units. Uh, it's also good for brain health as well. Um, the other thing, a couple things that we're looking to bring in is something called the QEEG, which is a, is a, is a brain test pretty much, where we can find out mm -hmm. in, in a health, in matter if you're having a healthy person or somebody unfortunately who has some type of cognitive issue, like any from Alzheimer's to concussion, you can find out what part of the brain is working, what part of the brain is not working, or not working as well as it should. And then you can kind right. of 
you can do exercises and techniques called biofeedback or neurofeedback to fix that. So there's people who do that just to go, again, executives do this to go from an eight to an 11. And there's other people, unfortunately, who have a concussion or some other neurological issue that they go there, that they'll, they can work and get things, some of the brain function back, which is kind of cool. And the last thing is we're looking to bring in a hyperbaric chamber, to, which is just really cool for recovery and anti-aging uh, benefits as well. So looking to bring some new stuff in. Yeah, I, I've been in something, it wasn't a hyperbaric chamber, it was, looked like this big egg thing. Um, I can't remember what it was, it wasn't hyperbaric. Was it dark, like a flotation uh, tank? No, it was, I've been in a flotation tank before, but this one, it literally looked like, you know, back in the day of, um, I mean, I was this was on before I was born, but Mork and Mindy, remember, like, they sat, he sat on that egg chair thing? Yes. Uh, this is back when, uh -huh. uh, man, Dr. Dr. The C-Vac you played? What's that? The C-Vac? Yes. Did you do it Rick Yes, if, unfortunately, he's not around anymore. Yeah. But yeah, what, what's this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, yeah, I did it. What's the difference between that? That that is great for recovery. Is well. that? I mean, is, that's still similarities between that and hypobaric chamber. The benefits can be the same. That is meant to also get you up to altitude. Okay. So I think what they had what the CVAC does and get you up to like fifteen to seven. From members fifteen seven thousand fifteen or 17,000 feet above sea yeah. level. So it helped your body produce oxygen more and help your body train more. So obviously you're working at that high altitude, you have to produce more oxygen, you need more mitochondria. So it's good for that thing, but they work a little bit differently okay. otherwise. But they're, now that's a really cool device yeah. too. Why do you like to have a bear chamber? Um, just because there's so, there's so much data behind it. it. It's really cool for, I mean, again I, go, again, I see athletes who are trying to recover quicker. So we'll do the peptides or the IV and then they I, then they can go into the hyperbaric for an hour and then just get off they could do that with actually the red light panel and just optimize recovery at the same time and it, again it also works has really cool brain boosting effects to it yeah so it does a lot of things in one thing the only downside is it takes an hour to do the treatment so again it's a little bit time consuming. okay so typically today you'd, you'd wake up you get some light in your eyes you you shine some red light on your balls uh then maybe you take maybe you take your peptides <laughs> do a coffee get a workout go into a hypobaric chamber um am i missing anything no you get and yeah it gets get a good night's sleep and you're good to go and then maybe you can finish it off with a cold shower or cold plunge you're good to go <laughs> perfect that's that's the next thing i remember when i was uh, competing in fitness competitions my coach was Mr. Australia 2002 and he used to call these 007 showers where we just go in and crank that shower as cold as possible now like post-workout now as far as recovery like there's some you know, different evidence that probably shouldn't be doing that but he was spot on for fat reduction you know and I, and I felt like I was you know um, losing a little bit more maybe just the increase in brown fat but man like the shower at the gym that thing that was like literally like ice water coming out and my my balls would be up in my throat because that, that water was so damn cold. <laughs> I've been that. It works. It definitely works. You're, you're, you're good the rest of the day. Yeah. You're awake. You're ready to go. See, you didn't know this podcast was going to take a turn, Doc. We've, we've gone all over the place. Definitely the most fun and most all over the place podcast I've done. That's fun. Yeah, well, I mean, I, that's what I try. I try to keep it light. Like, it's it's great getting all this information, but uh, I, I got to keep my guests entertained as well. All right, uh, Dr. Paulvin, is, is there anything else that um, 
you want to talk about that um, you feel like people should know as far as, you know, in the world of peptides or, or biohacking, maybe anything that they should be um, aware of, any indications, um, anything that we haven't covered? Um, let's see, we've covered a lot. Um, uh, no time to think, yeah. So, I mean, again, in terms of what not to do, um, don't do everything at once. Make sure you know what I tell patients. Uh, to, um, make sure you know what you're doing, why you're doing it, and kind of track it, which I'm going to get into in a second, which is the one thing we really didn't dive into. Yeah. But, may, again, more is not better of, of the peptides. I mean, I have patients, oh, I did red light for 30 minutes. I'm like, you're making things worse. So um, it's, make sure you're working with a doctor the more complicated that you get. And mm -hmm. I, I have patients doing 23 different things. and. We, you need to kind of work in a pattern and know where you're going and you need to kind of realize that a lot of this stuff needs to be quote unquote stacked meaning that you they work things work better together than separate but also it means that you're gonna at three months down the road you may stop two of them start one thing or actually have a break for a month that's the best way to do it otherwise your system just gets used to it and doesn't you're not you're wasting time and money and effort doing all that yeah. and the one thing that people need to get i think patients are really getting into now are wearables um, there's a wearable now pretty much for everything from sleep to HRV to now you can, I just got something where you can measure your sweat and see how well your body's dealing with a hard workout and how much, what you're losing, how to replace it. So these things are great. Uh, I think everybody should have the wearable um, for at least monitoring their sleep and now monitoring, I think everybody should do a continuous glucose monitor at least once to see how your sugars, if there's a, a, if there's a certain food that spikes you, that means that that's going to lead your to insulin resistance, which leads to a bunch of medical issues which we don't have time to get into. But, right. And also patients who, who are working out, you want to see either A, how your body's work, responding to a really hard workout. If you're crashing, your body is going to, you need to make sure that you're replenishing before or during the workout. And I also have a lot of clients who try to work out fasted. And then again, same thing. If you're going too high or too low, that's concerning. So I think you need to, everybody should have to do a CGM at least once. Definitely get themselves a sleep wearable. And then beyond that, if you don't know how to interpret, like I have patients say, hey, my HRV is this, but I don't know, I have no idea what to do about it. So it's kind of, you're gonna get a wearable, either do the research or talk to a physician or a health coach who can walk you through what to actually do with that data. Yeah. Um, because that, getting all this data, if you don't know what to do with it, it's kind of, a, again, you're kind of spinning your wheels a little bit. Yeah, makes sense. All right, Dr. Neil Palvo, where can people find you? Uh, they, um, they could definitely find the best two places are Instagram, uh, Dr. Paulvin. Uh, the website is doctor spelled out, D-O-C-T-O-R, my last name, Paulvin, P-A-U-L-V-I-N. And I also do a bunch of stuff on Clubhouse. It's probably the best way for people to find me and uh, ask me any questions. Amazing. I, I, I'm on Clubhouse, but man, I haven't been on it in like several weeks, if not over a month and a half. But I, I've got to make a point to get on there more, but it's got so many things going on, you know. It's a longer process. Instagram is quick, high yield. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, all right, Doc, I appreciate you coming on. This is Joey Thurman, another episode of the Fatter Future Podcast. Remember, don't be a fatty, F-A-D-D-Y, be a part of the future. Cheers. See, I told you it was more than just red light therapy on your balls. Thanks, Dr. Neil, uh, for an excellent podcast. Make sure you tune in next week to the Fatter Future podcast. Remember, don't be a fatty, F-A-D-D-Y. Be a part of the future. 
next week. I promise you don't want to miss it. And if you're new to the podcast, go back. This is season three. Season one, season two are also amazing. Maybe you'd want to check out how I trip balls. There's that theme again. With ketamine for my depression. Maybe you want to go back and listen to a carnivore episode. Plant-based, vertical diet. We have a lot of episodes that are evergreen and have a lot of information. I will see you next week on the Fatter Future Podcast. Remember, check out my YouTube channel at Joey Thurman. And there's all sorts of clips, exercises, everything else on there. And if you want a free two-week trial to my fast results program on OpenFit, openfit.com forward slash Joey. Cheers, be well, and don't be a fatty.